Oh, hey, Gorob. How are you today? Hello, John. Hey. Hey, everybody. Audience. Welcome to Can You Confirm That? Audience. Uh, <laughs> the second week of April, I guess. Is that vague uh, enough? It's the greater Friday. Yeah, it's Friday again. And you're listening to Can You Confirm That? Um, Gorob, let me talk to you about one thing that I did last week here right away. Um, if you don't know, I've started streaming on Twitch. And, uh, well, I streamed on Twitch once. I streamed my very first hour of playing Cyberpunk 2077. Thank you for coming on and making sure that you could hear me. I appreciate that. Uh, oh, is that why Elon tweeted about it? <laughs> he that... must have stumbled into your room. Did he? Yeah. If he did, he didn't comment because I can tell you I didn't love it. Uh, well, okay. Here's a question. Did you at any point in time while you're playing Cyberpunk say, the art in this game is amazing? Not yet. If you did say that, then for <laughs> sure he was listening. But if you didn't, then no. Well, I've never been a PC gamer before, and I'm using uh, my PC to play this game because you okay. can't buy it on PlayStation. Like they removed it from the stores. We've talked about okay. it. Yep. Um, and so, really, like I was pretty out of my element, like using WASD on the keyboard and and stuff like that to kind of move around. And everything was very right. uh, foreign to me so far. Oh, even my kids know how to use WASD. Yeah, well, you do if you always do it. It seems second nature. But I'm like a. Well, they had a, to learn for Minecraft. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I'm trying to learn here and get used to it. And then I was sort of out of my. But no, element. wait, wait, hold on a second. You, you're like ultra gamer to me, though. Yeah, right? but I'm a console gamer. Oh, you've been never, a you've ne- like never, like in '95, 1998, did you play like Flight Simulator, even like on a Windows? Um. <laughs> Really? I used because, to like I WASD. I remember that from like grade twelve, right? Like, I used playing, to play Wolfenstein, Age of maybe. Empires and the original like World of Warcraft two peer to peer connection with like um, fr- our friends Ryan and Tyson. We used to play those games. Okay, uh, but outside of that, and that was like in like uh, ninety seven or something okay. like that yeah. early on, and I don't think those games. It was a click to move, so it was mostly mouse. Um, oh, and games like it's always been the WA. Not back, no, not right? those games. Oh yeah, I'll tell you why. Because I, I'm an early. <laughs> Did I'm you play er- those? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I'm an early adopter, which also means I'm also an early abandoner. Okay, so generally yeah. when people are getting like are on to things, I'm kind of out of it, right? Yeah, like it, it's kind of like, oh yeah, no, I, 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 I had my moments. Like I was grade eight. I, I remember sitting with the trackball PCs in our computer labs with me. Uh, shout out, uh, Karosh. Uh, shout out, Jason. <laughs> we were the three, like, yeah. non-white kids. Well, at that point, there was a lot of influx of refugees coming in. But anyways, but we were like the, the computer <laughs> nerds in like grade five, six, seven, eight, when like computers weren't a thing really. Yeah. Um, and that's how those And we used too. to get, we used to get time at lunch to go on BBS boards, and we would play Wolfenstein multiplayer. Yeah. And that was a WASD, right? Because that's sure. a, always. But, but that's why I'm surprised that you never once came across stuff like all, because well, every game, it's, it's kind of like the, the left-right click, right? It's just never changed when it comes to the keyboard layouts of games. Yeah, but I didn't play like first-person shooters or anything like Wolfenstein. Like Age of Empires was a point to click. So I want my army to go over here on this location, and you click on okay. it, and then they go over there. It wasn't directional like that. Your stuff had to be Minesweeper based. That's maybe like the extent <laughs> of my 
PC gaming. Like, and then I've never, don't be yeah. offended. That was a good joke. <laughs> no, I'm not. A point in, <laughs> nobody still knows how to play Minesweeper, but all you knew I, is all you did do was move your I fucking never mouse did. and click. Yeah, I never knew how. Um, but then I've never really had a computer worthy enough to play on, like to play computer yeah. games. Okay. Uh, so I've always been a console player and they're cheaper. Consoles are cheaper anyways, right? You spend even a, a PS5, you spend 600 bucks one time. Right. Yeah. And it works, right? So, but, so I mean, one of our, our legendary bonding stories was when I got my PS2. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. now the reason I knew to line up and I'm going to go through the trouble of getting this thing is because I had gone through my early adopter phase of like building and, and throwing out. I was probably on my fourth or fifth PC by that time of my own oh. build. Yeah, And I'm like, I just can't do this nonsense anymore because every week there's a better video card. Every week there's more RAM. Every week there's... Yeah. And I just, I wanted to get out of that space. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, again, I I got in early on that side. I remember trading out like... I was that guy who used to trade consoles, right? Like, I, Yeah. Well, I got right rid of my 64. Like, I got. I remember I got shit from people because I got rid of my 64. All the microplay? A, uh, for a PlayStation. <laughs> Right. And yeah, everybody's yeah. like, how are you going from 64 bit to 32 or whatever? Right? And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, like, just give it like, there's some, like, I, I really was just after Grand Turismo at that point, And that's what I yeah. traded for. Right. Yeah. Um, but tell me which console in the end, like, I mean, they're both legendary, but I think at the end of the day, you would have rather have finished that, that console era with a yeah. PlayStation in your back pocket than a 64. Well, I've never been a big Nintendo person. I started with Nintendo, I think, as we all did. But yeah. even in the 64, there were seven versions of every single Mario and Link game, or like Zelda game and stuff. They just continue to make the same games over and over and use reusing the same characters. There's development in a weird way with Nintendo, but there's not uh, IP development, right. if that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, I, no, they, they pushed I the think boundary. You made the right move. Yeah. They, they, Nintendo's very good at pushing the boundaries or of thinking of how gameplay can be done. Uh-huh. But then they kind of drop the ball on what the actual gameplay is, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like everyone will say, like, oh, games. Breath of the Wild's the best Zelda game ever. Well, it better fucking be. They've made 20 of them. They should yeah, be pretty yeah. good at writing that character by now. No, I mean, I, I, I enjoy what they do, I guess. And, mm. Okay, let's get back. I have a whole, I have <laughs> yeah. a whole thing on, like, what should have happened there. Um, so my stream... But so, your yeah. WASD in your stream, yes. Okay, so I, I uh, didn't didn't feel 100% comfortable on the stream. I think it's probably still available, twitch.tv twitch slash John Terrio, but I, uh, it's weird not, I didn't have anyone in my stream, so I was just sort of sitting there and trying to make some commentary, trying to learn how to play this game. Uh, less comfortable than I thought, but maybe I'd be more comfortable if people were in there talking to me. I think that's where uh, it would be. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It, I don't know. Um, some of these guys seem to make a personality or living out of doing both kind of thing, right? Like, I don't yeah. know. I've never seen my kids in one of the live ones because I don't let them. But they've right. seen all of them on YouTube. And I generally couldn't tell you how many of the ones that they watch on YouTube of these gamers are things that are live and then put on YouTube later or were just made for this host viewing audience. Like I don't, I don't really know. This is out of my scope, surprisingly. Uh, <laughs> right? Like I don't, I, I, I don't like people to engage in the first place. But um, having them yeah. watch me game would be embarrassing because I'm not even good. Well, I preface that as not being good on my 
uh, profile page. So I'm not good. Yeah. I picked Cyberpunk because um, I'm hoping that it breaks a little bit while I'm playing it and I get some fun yeah. content out of its errors. That's the true reason. Um, oh, I mean, it's it's fun that it exists, right? Like, yeah. it's nice that there's a platform for people who are good at gaming to be like, here, come check it out, right? Um, that, that kind of stuff exists everywhere, right? Because, like, if you're a really good musician, you can leverage stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, you're and a good might- painter, you can leverage that stuff, right? Like, Flickr was really good in the early days for photographers to get noticed, right? Um, I guess my flaw is just that I'm not really, like, particularly skilled in any one facet that I can like leverage anywhere. It's like, nobody wants to just like hear a man rant, even though you're, I'm fucking good at it. That's why you host a podcast, right? <laughs> Cause that's what you're well, going uh, Am I hosting this or am I just asked a guest every week? I'm still not sure, man. The contract paperwork has not shown up. That's you're a co-host. Saying. Okay. All right. Well, we got that recorded now. You're so co-host. Okay. Co-host. Um, that just feels I like edit. I should be doing more then though. Right? Like, God damn it. Sure. That's it. You ever, right? Like, you ever realize, like, that could be the cop? Like, your co host and business manager. Okay? I would much rather be, like, that's a, your job. A, a contributor to Weekend Update than one of the co anchors. You know what I mean? No, you're the business manager of Can You Confirm That? So. Oh, my goodness. No, I, because don't say that. <laughs> People are going to hear this and then expect, like, that, like, things should have been done by now. No, well, that's, that's not really my cap. That's not really my cap, man. Is Preet listening? We got to like <laughs> that fucking guy. Uh, we got to get like, uh, you know, interns on board. No, let's, uh, um, yeah, I think we'll you I think if you is equal contribution, I'm like the- E, I'm like E from like entourage, right? I'm doing my part. Hmm. No, That's, this is a compliment. You get to be the Vinny chase in this scenario. I didn't watch entourage enough. Sorry. It's fine. Um, it's, just know that you're not, the brother or turtle, and that's a good thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> who's the the brother? Is uh, who's that actor? I know the actor who plays. The uh, brother. It's uh, like Sean Kevin, Penn's brother, Kev- or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Dillon, Matt Dillon's brother. Oh, Matt Dillon's brother. That's what. It yeah, is. yeah. <laughs> not Sean Penn's brother. Yeah. Uh, I like Sean Penn's brother a lot. Actually, he's in uh, Reservoir Dogs and stuff, right? I believe so. Yeah. Believe so. Uh, Chris it, Penn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> I hate that I know these things. I really do. See, that's what you're. See, there's your skill right there. It's on. You're using it for. Can you confirm that? Should do random Q and A's and ask me anything, but only about random shit that's got to do with film and music and television. Well, I think I might. I think speaking of alternative uh, ways to showcase talent, I might add music or art or something like that into twitch streaming you can kind of like there's uh well, you can do it's that not just for gaming saying, man. yeah like you can yeah. whip out your guitar and then like literally just draw a cartoon about the song you just improvise like there's yeah. you please yeah. listen if i had your talent you know where the <laughs> fuck i'd be right now not here not fucking here well I'll thanks tell you that <laughs> yeah well no, i'm just saying you say yeah. that but you have my ambition we well, share, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> we, but. Share. <laughs> we share that. So, uh, I uh, know. Okay. That's what, but makes just like, so that's tight. what I'm saying, man. A thimble full of your talent would take me along like an like, extra yard from where I am right now. I'd like to point out here. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to point out here that you and I are doing something great. We're on, this is going to be our 40th episode of Can You Confirm? Air horns right now. Bow, yeah. bow, bow. I'll those big, man. Who would have expected that from John and Gorov? Right? Ooh, ten. Exactly. We have changed. 
In our 40th year, yeah. we have done things like get to 40 on this episode. <laughs> yeah, this is 40, right. folks. This is 40. Uh, what 40 looks like. Are 40 yet, by the way. I'm 40 looks on. like, you know, committing to things and sticking it out. And <laughs> even when it's not so good, it gets better. And then sometimes it's like, you know, John yells at me and I like whip myself into shape. It's, I've learned things over the years. This is all that's, I'm saying. That's why he doesn't find himself to be an equal contributor. Scorum could yell that. <laughs> that's all right. Take that one to therapy. Uh, <laughs> um, speaking of, okay, like how are you feeling about, well, I don't know if that's speaking of, how are you feeling about um, Kurt? Is it Kurt? Wyatt Russell. Wyatt, I'm loving him. I think he's an amazing actor. And because okay. for me to hate him as much as I fucking do, Everybody that means he's doing this. his job. Yeah, I was saying that uh, this weekend because we saw an interview with him. I think he was yeah. on Jimmy Kimmel. He's and, generally a likable guy. Like, right, this is the thing for people, people who don't know who these people are. They're just like, oh, who got casted? Okay, cool. And if this is your first exposure ever to him, this just kind of shows like, you know how, well, some people just have a problem. Like, no, no, the fact that he got death threats is a bit much to me, right? It's like, yes. you really need to break from, yeah, calm and down. learn like what reality is. Like, this yeah. is, that's, that's, uh, that's craziness. That's insane. Even because this guy could have been this honestly, Wyatt Russell could be a complete asshole at home and on like the streets and just a jerk. But that yeah. still doesn't mean you get to give him death threats because you don't no. know what Captain America is doing in I a mean, fictional show, right? Good lord, like it, yeah, that's taking it way, way too far. I mean, Wyatt Russell is a guy who owns a tiny house, like he's a tiny house guy. Um, that's he is, he's that's part true. of one of those just like uh. Uh, a family that just is a Hollywood royalty of fun and love, right? Like nobody I mean, ever looks at Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and looks at their kids like Oliver or Kate or like Wyatt and is like, these are mean people. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Right? Hollywood like, royalty goes goes without saying like his grandpa is Rock Hudson, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but this guy's I he, like on Jimmy Kimmel. He was talking about how he did he like traveled uh, North American like a mm-hmm. like a travel bus or whatever like yeah, a yeah tiny house type of thing like a nomad um, yes yeah which i watched last night nomad yeah, land. I okay um, we'll talk about that in weeks from to come yeah surprisingly i didn't fall asleep during it um hey. <laughs> no that's high praise from you uh but uh okay, but again to get back to he's he is like he's doing a fan i mean it's really hard to not i think rub people the wrong way like re- trying to replace, I mean, it's so brilliant mm-hmm, because like mm-hmm. the, the, what we feel in our hearts for uh, Steve Rogers cannot be replaced ever. And so you're so set up for failure trying to like put that mask on. Yeah. And, and that's how the show wants it. It's, a, it's perfect. Like I bet you this guy got a raise from Marvel when he started getting death threats. I hope because that's on, that's At not the very least you'd hope Kevin sent like a fucking fruit basket. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know what? Six months of protection on Kevin Feige because, like, yeah, right. Like, uh, maybe like a <laughs> tiny shed for the tiny house in the backyard or something. Just yeah, something. Uh, Move your parking spot. Yeah, change your parking spot. Why show the appreciation? Um, no, I mean, I think I think people who do that do it in the Eden. They're obviously realize, right? Like, yeah. stupid. I hope. I hope. You never know. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you'd hope. So. This week we saw. Oh, are we spoiling? 
I I need to talk to this talk to you about this because I think okay, this is so true. those of you like we got people listening to this thing that are still working through Wandavision. So let's just yada yada yada. If you don't think, like to hear things, yeah, go ahead. I think a we've talked minutes. about that before. Like, yeah, yeah, the deal is this is our it's, job. It's here. Like you should have seen yeah. it by now. But I mean, it's also my thing to be like, listen, audience. Sure, don't want to piss on your parade right away. Well, you've seen episode four. Of yeah, of course, South that's Coast my job. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, so I do have to talk to you about, did we witness, like, the first murder in the MCU? Um, Is it the first? Have no, we seen... because we've seen Bucky do it, right? Like, we saw yeah. the Winter Soldier murder right. Howard Stark, right? So it's right. not like we, but we've seen the first, uh, what we would call, moment of non-restraint from a hero, right? Uh, I think Captain I think, America. I think the moment with the shield, specifically the the way it comes down yeah. overhead, is you know it's meant to remind you that Steve had the same opportunity mm-hmm. with Tony and yeah. just went for the for the fucking thing in the chest, right? Powered like, down his suit instead. Right, exactly. So that's why that's what makes them different. And yeah, like I, I just. Uh, you know, I rewatched. This is the uh, Captain America you would get, though, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah. In this in this time and age, because like Steve Rogers comes from the group. We've talked generations on here, right? Mm-hmm. So if we think about that too, it's like yeah. the idea that like this Captain America who's raging around right now. John Walker's a millennial, technically. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> he, you know, he's running around like a fucking millennial who just became Captain America. So obviously, that's how he's handling things. Yeah. Whereas Steve Rogers was from the Greatest Generation. Yeah, acting of the greatest generation around like Gen Xers and millennials and like the t- boomers, right? Like mm-hmm. he was, he was more, he was even greater than the boomers who were like around him. Like Tony the, would have been a boomer, right? Yeah, he was like, well, Tony, yeah, maybe, like possibly, right? Late end, Late like end. one of the youngest boomers, or or like early Gen X. Um, yeah, because you got to figure he was pushing like. He was like, like you know, he was in his forties and yeah. in the thing, right? Steve was the best of the greatest generation. We rewatched that this weekend, yeah. the first Avenger. What a good film, by the way. I don't know if it gets enough credit. Like all of the Captain America films are good. You can't say that about all the Iron Man. You can't say that really about all the Thors. Like, yeah, they yeah. all have their ups and downs, but all of the Captain Americas are really good. Um, films and have really good. Like it's the. The only one. It's the weakest like, of the three, but it's yes. also because it's the, but it's be one of the strongest origin ones, right? Yeah. So therefore, yeah. it balances out. Like it's better than Incredible Hulk. I would say it's actually slightly better than Iron Man, right? Like Iron Man is good because it was the first one, yeah. but like had they really led with Captain America first, yeah. I don't know. I would have liked them both equally. I think it wouldn't yeah. have made it any different for me, but I think it made it different for the MCU because people knew who the hell Robert Downey Jr. was. Yeah, that's that's probably true. I think they obviously they led the right way. We, yeah, what do yeah. we know compared to them? But uh, no, I'm just saying. I don't. I, yeah. I think in hindsight, for me, it wouldn't have mattered which way they led. Yeah, um, but I they knew did Chris it Evans the right was. Way. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but you just, like there's so many things, so many points in watching uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier that um, are interesting to see the parallels between. Um, uh, between John Walker and Steve Rogers that it just made, made us want to watch it again, like the first Avenger and just, yeah, that call back with the shield thing, um, the star spangled man type right. stuff with the plan. Yeah. Like, 
Well, I have a see. question for you then. Sure. Yeah. Like, do you do you dislike like Wyatt Russell? No, I I think he's okay. doing he's doing like an incredible job. Yeah, exactly. That's right? a, like, it's it, like a that's big burden because he's he's also done a lot in four episodes if you think about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he's gone from being like our first episode we see him and we're like <laughs> okay he's trying to do the right thing kinda. Yeah, and we just kind of feel like he's in over his head and like he really sure. shouldn't try, right? Yeah. Uh, honestly, episode one of Falcon and Winter Soldier is sort of John Walker's like. Don't bother's episode of Mighty Ducks, right? Like it's like it's like, buddy, don't even no, just yeah. just let Falcon do it. Like you have no idea what you're getting yourself into, right? Mm. Kind of thing. But then um, we hear about like his accolades and that. Yeah, which is fine, but I, I think they do a very good job of kind of pointing out like what do we give a guy's accolades for though? Mm-hmm. Like modern day accolades are much different than like, you know, yeah. even Vietnam or World War Two. So yeah. saving 400 um, men from, from Hydra, like Steve Rogers yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. versus like what, so like, <laughs> yeah. it's just a different mentality is all I'm saying. It's like back then it used to be like, we're going to give this guy a medal of honor for having taken this U boat through enemy patrol and having saved his guys. And like now it's kind of like, we're going to make a movie and give this guy a medal of honor. And Clint Eastwood's going to direct it because he like was a really good sniper and he killed a lot of people. Right. Right. right? So it's just a bit different mentality. Right. Like, I think what they're trying to say is that's part of this. Yeah. Like without saying it, they don't want to despair. Like they're not going to disparage the army or anything, but I think there's also one of those, it's one of those behind the things where it's kind of like, look at the way they've, they've done a lot of like sort of clearly, uh, Black Lives Matter stuff without sort of saying the words, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of one of those things where it's also like, yeah, so if he's got those medals and it amplifies them. It's obviously going to make him like really good at killing, probably, right? Yeah. Probably not really good at saving people. Like, that's probably not the way it works now. So, um, and he's good at it, right? Well, that's... Like, I, I'm having, I'm, I don't know if I don't like him, right? Um, that's one of those things where I'm just looking at, uh, I'm looking at Walker and I'm kind of like, I don't know. He just looked, he feels like a winter soldier gone rogue. Right. One of the things that you learn in uh, the first Avenger is that uh, soldier serum amplifies everything inside you. So if your heart, if you're have good intentions, you have better intentions too. So it's alcohol, dude. It's not like, it's not, it was a super, it's not like a big freaking mystery how they wrote that back in the day Mm -hmm. either. Right. Mm -hmm. Stan Lee's probably like Kirby, you got to settle down, man. Every yeah. time you drink, you just become more of an asshole. And Kirby's <laughs> like, yeah, Stan, every time you drink, you just become more of a pansy. And they're probably like, this alcohol is like a super serum that just makes us be more like us. And then yeah. Captain America was written the next day. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. Probably yeah, true. 100%. And I don't, listen, me and you live this life. We know exactly where ideas come from and how they happen. It's stupid shit like that. Well, Joel Schuster, who wrote uh, Superman, was like that, right? He exactly. felt like a foreigner in a new country, like they just moved to uh, Manhattan. They were uh, yeah. Jewish men who um, got kind of a little pushback, like it was difficult for them. And they wrote an alien who like felt out of place in the world, but who was strong, unlike them, who could like fight for good and the little guy and stuff. That's how Superman is raised, because they were raised. Exactly. Written. Yeah, well, so. it was also the night after Joel had done cocaine for the first time. So. <laughs> That's no why he left today. the drawing uh, behind, and that kid had to chase <laughs> him on the train. Frazzled man, <laughs> he thought he had it. Yeah, I found your drawing. It was rolled up in a tight little sphere. Um, 
He dusted it off, put it in his pocket. <laughs> How that kid caught the train, he sniffed it the rest of it out. Right. Uh, anyway. That's where Superboy was born. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I like it. I like creating origin stories for things that don't, like, you know, we don't have yet. Like, yeah. Because we're not, we're not going to be wrong. Because nobody can, like, who's going to confirm it? Can you confirm can, that, John? I cannot confirm that. I'll Welcome ask our audience, you. can you confirm that? Yeah, let us know. Can you confirm? Can that? you can you confirm that Joel Schuster didn't do cocaine the night before he wrote the Superman? That's it, right? That's right. You can't den- you can't not prove that he did not not do it. You know what I mean? Like it's those are some of the best questions. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. It's the Fox News defense. Yeah, that's right. That's how a lot of conspiracies are, are created. Because it's oh my goodness, they all are. Yeah. yeah. Like you're, I'm just asking the question, John. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying we don't know for sure that, you know, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby weren't drunk. We don't. The night before they wrote Captain America. And we'll we never don't know. know. And, and there's no way to say they, 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 uh, they, they weren't for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more likely they were. So yeah. like, you know, at this point, we may as well just accept that they did. <laughs> That's why his wings on his helmet. He was flying high. Tomorrow on Tucker Carlson. <laughs> uh, so hey, um, Superman Jewish propaganda. I oh, um, Tucker got in a little fight yesterday. Uh oh. But I'm not going to tell you too much about that one because uh, the fight was over my address, and I don't want to give that out. Um, oh, you don't want to get doxxed? But I do want to talk. But to you're you ready to dox others. I get it. <laughs> Such a millennial. I do want to talk to you about uh, food delivery services today. That's my. That's the big thing I want to talk to you about. And I don't mean like the home grocery apps. I mean like the the order f- delivery from a restaurant. Uh, app. I don't know. I think they're both pretty bad. Even well, we can we can get into the grocery apps because if they're if they're being done by the guys who deliver your food, it's not such a great thing. Yeah. Um. What I'm concerned, what I'm concerned about though is like supporting the local restaurants Mm -hmm. and helping those stay alive right now when we can't go to them. Grocery stores have the ability to stay open right now. So, um, they have the luxury of keeping their in, uh, in store customers. Is that a good way to put it? I think. Whereas restaurants have had to close their doors, um, to their, most profitable revenue stream. And so what I'm getting at are like the Uber Eats and the Door Dashes of the world. Now, I want us to discuss if they're good or bad. I've had not the greatest experiences with some of them. Enough that I've stopped using them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to put this out there for Uber Eats, DoorDash, uh, Skip, Fedora. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've got Postmates, but there's a couple of others kicking around up here. Listen, our opinions and views could change. <laughs> you grease just, our pockets. Just send us the right email. <laughs> Some of our opinions may change on this matter, but as it stands right now, um, this is this is how your business manager handles things, by the way. It's just fucking pure extortion over pods. <laughs> Fine. Good. Just get us paid. Um Fedora I'm busy spilling coffees, man. I don't know how far we're gonna get. Food Dora, I thought, 
discontinued their service in Canada recently. Is what I've There's read. A, yeah, there might be. There's been pushback, right? We'll get into that. But um, so yeah. um, tell me, has this ever happened to you? Like, uh, this is the last. This was my last straw as far as using the services. I ordered two meals, um, and received one of them. And it's just to me, it's about accountability. Like there was no one to take accountability for the fact that I I now have to think of something else to do for dinner because one of my meals is getting cold while I'm on customer service, and the other meal didn't even arrive. So I was they, offered they were both. Like it was like two meals, same restaurant, one order kind of thing, right? Correct. It wasn't like two orders or okay. No, I don't even know how to. I just wanted to get some background details for the audience. Yeah, so I ordered two meals um, from a sushi ish restaurant. I received one of them. What's that mean, man? They half cook shit? (laughs) They make like sushi bowls and stuff. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, The Pokebox. Fuck it, I'll say it. Oh, Um, yes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, listen, you've given me very little detail so far, but I'll tell you one thing. They should also be getting thrown under the bus. Yeah, they should because they didn't do fuck all. Here's the thing: I ordered two meals. I got one. The driver had even. Are you going to play the theme for yourself, please? Please. (laughs) The driver was still in my parking lot and said, "I can't do anything about it. You got to call the restaurant." Only gave me one. I asked myself, "Is it fair?" I asked myself, "When you go to pick something up, do you not check your bill for um, accuracy?" They just check the number, man. He doesn't know what you've ordered. He just knows what's inside because they're not allowed to open the bag. It's COVID, man. It's not like he can go in there and be like, yeah, this it's is what the guy... It's a clear bag. It's a clear bag. This time, he couldn't okay. see it. Yeah, but it's still not... He he doesn't know what you've ordered. He just knows he's picking up number 2475. Well, there's his, something his wrong assumption, in that. His assumption is that 2475 has been packed properly by that restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not... He can't... One, this guy's got too much to do, like, between setting, like... Getting back to his wife on his phone, probably like checking in on his mom. <laughs> the twenty four seven phone call that they're always on. The Insta, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the call that's never fucking ending. They're always uh, on while they deliver everything to you, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Holding so it like, like this. you know, he just all he's doing is making sure that that number is right. Hey, this okay. is this is a hundred percent right now on your fucking Pokeball people. Um, this is one of the be, problems. It could be, it could be on the driver, but that's really only if Uber. Eats themselves was like this is part of our quality control where you now have to check this is the receipt first, yeah. right? Yeah, DoorDashes, sh- right? And I like think it should be. Their policies, I think it right? should yeah. be that they should check for accuracy. And this is why I'm urging everyone to listen to pick up the food themselves and support the small businesses. Yeah, and save yourself the eight dollars or, or whatever extra it's going to cost you. Give the restaurant that you're trying to support and being a good person the full benefit of your order. And if you're at home all day and complaining that you're stuck in the house and you can't get out, there's your opportunity to get out. Mm-hmm. Make that 10-minute trip or whatever it takes. Go get your food. Because if I went to the restaurant to get my food, I wouldn't have left with just one meal. I would have left with two. I'm an idiot who decided to pay someone else to do it, a service charge, and a tip for delivery fee to make sure that I get my meal and I didn't get my meal. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. asking for a full refund and they would only give me a refund for the one meal you didn't for the get, one right? meal I didn't get. But the problem is that's such an issue. Yeah. That's I'm a not going to, I'm not going to eat this meal in front of my wife who has nothing to eat. 
I'm going to try to follow just, Hold on. Could you not have just given your wife the meal? Uh, or vice versa. Yeah, sure. Sure. But we no, ordered but, two but, different things. That, this is very important. <laughs> tell me to... that this crossed your mind first, at least. <laughs> at the very least, tell me as soon as that happened. The, the fir- it doesn't have to be the first thought, okay? The first thought can obviously be anger towards the whole situation. And then the second thought could obviously be your brilliant idea, which as your business manager, I will let you know right now, <laughs> oh, Uber, no. if you do want to pay us, it's I can write this policy update for you, to be honest, because no. think of the amount of money Uber will save by just making their drivers confirm the fucking orders. Now, number, but your, I'm hoping your third thought was, well, I should just give this food to my wife. Sure, of course. I bought the meal for my wife. I went out and got a second meal for her. Okay. Of course she was on my mind. But we ordered Did you eat things. your meal first, though, before you went to go get her? I'll tell you something, okay? I'm going to tell well, you something. Well, it was going to go cold, right? This is how I get out of the bus you're trying to throw me under. I went and got her another meal. Okay. And then later that night, I let her have the meal that got delivered. Okay? Oh, okay. Okay? All right. There you go. Well, now I'm worried about you. Did you eat? (laughs) Yes, I ate too. Okay. Yeah, I paid for three three fucking meals that night. Okay, for two fam two families. And the best part is you did end up going out, right? I did. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, no. And that's the thing that they don't get is that I'm not going to eat, or she's not going to eat one meal in front of me. I have to order a second meal. We're not going to. We're not trying to eat at separate times, like. Yeah. That's why I, I think, think I deserve a full refund. I think you've I think you've nailed a major thing. Not only are like Uber Eats, Skip, and DoorDash just horrible for the actual food industry in general. Yeah, because you blame they, the restaurant how, too. But well, because of the way they treat the restaurants, right? And I know for a fact, if your order is called in, you're getting better treatment from that restaurant than if you were to order it through the Uber Eats. I know that too. Yeah. Immediately when an order comes in through one of those apps, they look at it and they're like, great, we just threw away 30% of our margin. Thank you for saying that already because I did do some research and it is 30%. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's it's been that for a while. Yeah. And that's actually been like negotiated. And that's part of it, man. Like the delivery fees and service fees are also some things that they've started like not navigating around, right? Um, there's a specific reason McDonald's will never give you free delivery yeah. on that app, and it's always a buck ninety nine. Because yeah. even then, they're losing money because their their menu on Uber Eats is the same price as if you were to go to the drive thru which Can is be a little more actually. To, I find. Some, but not by I mean, yeah. mine's usually pretty much similar to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's like it just makes it so much like not worth it for those chains, right? Um. And Some of my favorite things have been the pushback, right? You got, yeah. you, I don't, I don't know what KW scene is like. That's the problem. Like Toronto yeah. obviously has a much larger scene, a much Big more time. robust restaurant sort of network. Yeah. Um, where a lot of these guys have banded together to create their own, like, well, let's talk about you know? Toronto because yeah. I, I didn't do any, like, there was no CKCO TV article about this, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> so. no. I mean, yeah. And listen, they're blog TO <laughs> posts and stuff. Yeah. And generally it's just like small little, it's generally like the the chef at a restaurant is like I've had enough, and yeah. will create a thing, um, because there's been so many different types of pushback. One of the things they first tried was uh, the idea of uh, pickup is like fifteen yeah. percent off, right? Yeah. And then the, the, then Uber and Skip and all of them pushed back and said, well, if you guys start offering like call ahead pickup discounts, you can't list on our service for delivery and pickup, right? So then a lot of those guys had to work around that. Um, it's, it's been 
like you can't post offers for specific things uh, that would anything that would lose Uber or skip money. Essentially, you couldn't really post that on there. So a lot of yeah. these guys started getting away with it because Insta or like Instagram photos or whatever for your restaurant were like integrated into your profile. Yeah. So a lot of these companies would start like the small mom and pops, right? Because like who's really monitoring this if you're Uber? Yeah, um, would post like two or three photos on Instagram, which is like their call on Wednesdays for twenty five percent pickup takeout, right? Blah blah. And you would yeah. see it in the app, but only as an Instagram phone, not like so it was another workaround. So it's just why they let's, can't just get together and like I I'd there's like no to, way Uber's costs no. are anywhere near justifying thirty percent. It's hard to like I'd like to say too, and just get this out of the way real quick while we continue to talk about this. There's the argument of like, okay, thirty percent. Well, it's seventy percent or nothing right now. I just want to get that out of the way before Yeah, we, no, that's true. That's a hundred percent true. It, it is true a little bit, but <clears throat> Like I like I read about Chef Paul, um, what's his name? Paul Schufelt, who is the okay. executive chef of two spots in Edmonton. Um, workshop eatery is like a more fine dining place, and then they have woodshed burgers. Okay, okay. he's talked about this a little bit on CBC and on Global. Um, the thing is, is like when they first launched, and they had restaurant like restaurant customers and stuff like that. A few of these orders weren't really hurting hurting them because um restaurants don't tend to make more than 30% profit that's one of the things to understand is like even though there's a lot of markup on food costs there's additional charges like you know like when we say like well that burger probably costs $2 and they're charging 15 for it no, sure it's not necessarily how it, i mean I think even if even if it was i, I think it's also, generally accepted yeah. though right like most restaurants survive on us going in and grabbing yeah. beers to go with that burger. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the second you order the burger in a water, yes. you're, you're practically useless to them. Yeah. Cause yeah. they have to pay staff. They have to pay. Yeah. It's more than just the food. The food the is what's making the, the drinks. Yeah. Like, come on. yeah. Food is what's, is their income, but it's, you know, not it keeps their the lights expense. on. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's what I always try to tell people. It's like the, the food in a restaurant, like if you really like it, you got to go, but you got to like keep doing other things for them and stuff because, uh-huh. um, this is why you get a mom and pops place where, where everybody's like, you got to go there, man. The food's amazing. And you walk in though and nothing's been updated. Like the TV is still from like <laughs> 1994 and all yeah. that stuff yeah. because they don't have the over the top cash they need to keep investing in the place. Right. Like sure. that's just. That's where it all kind of comes apart. Yeah. Um, uh, so because Paul, you know you're not going to go back and get another fucking burger if they jack it by a dollar, right? Like that's the other. Like, that's the sad part. Yeah. So Paul talks about how at one point uh, these orders were few and far between, and then once everything closed, like eighty percent of his business now is through these orders, and so eighty percent of your total business is break even. Which means that, like, that means that all the staff that you still have to employ, um, keeping the lights on, all the food costs, you're getting 20% profit. You're, you know, just 20% of your sales are potential profit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, you know, these restaurants are having a hard time. So I'm urging, like, please go out and pick up the food. I'm going to do it from now on. And, you know, if you think you can't get out, well, there's an essential service, I guess. Like, you're going to pick up food, you're allowed out right now. Yeah, yeah. And this is a, it's a, it's a minefield to kind of work through, right? Because aim, aim small, like aim for, you know, Paul and Sandy Southern barbecue. 
before yeah. you go for the moxies, right? Because they're yeah. both there and they're both suffering. Yeah, great. Yeah. But Moxie's got enough back backstop, right? Like they can they can handle the slide, and it's actually one of the things that has kind of annoyed me about, uh, you know, Uber Eats and like the the way everybody's capitalizing, like uh, LCBO, even for that one day that they tried to sell beer directly through the Uber Eats <laughs> and like liquor and stuff, and like everybody's like, what "The fuck you're doing?" Like <laughs> people are barely buying stuff from like, because um, they all have the rule, right? Like you can't like get a six pack of beer from like St. Louis, unless you also get food. Right. Right. And some of them do the thing where they'll sell you like a $1 bag of chips, but like whatever. Um, and just to imagine like, okay, now you're even killing those guys by letting the LCBO do it directly. So I'm glad they reversed decision on that. Uh, cause yeah. that's already one thing. But what really annoyed me was that those guys got to get on there and do that in the first place. Like I, there are things on Uber eats skip DoorDash, that I don't think in a post or sorry in a pre-pandemic world, yeah, I ever treated as takeout. Right. Okay. Give me. An I example. never. I like, like. I never really thought to myself, I'm gonna call Moxie's and right. put in an order to pick up at the bar, or yeah. I'm gonna call you know Milestones or the Keg. Like if those things were places I wanted to eat, I went and ate there. Right. Yeah. I didn't yeah. necessarily go to get the food. Maybe some, right? Like some, the, the ones who, like, okay, like the Eastside Mario's for like 20 I years has been telling get you, it. right? Yeah. Telling you takeout delivery. So they're allowed, in my opinion, right? Cause that's yeah. been their thing. Um, but places that never did, yeah. and I get it, they have to survive now. But what ends up happening is it's like you end up going and ordering from the Jack Astors for Uber Eats delivery all the time. Yeah. And you can't get to whatever else it is. And that, and sometimes that's just a location thing. Cause honestly, for me, the stuff I'd like to get, I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the neighborhoods, uh, within my city where, where I can get things closely enough. And, and this is a great conversation to be having today, John, cause I actually did something on Friday that's so out of character in the sense that beautiful day. I want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. I don't care. You know, it's a stay at home order, but I'm not, I'm not running out there and coughing in people's faces and stuff. I'm going <laughs> to do one thing, which is feed myself, which feels yeah. essential, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, feels essential to me. And, and, and I feel like it's a safer bet than going into a grocery store at this point and mingling amongst the, the crowds to just go in and get something and come out. But if I'm going to pick something up, that's within my radius anymore because I've gone through those apps. I've seen what takes 45 to 50 minutes for like delivery. Yeah. And, you know, what's a 20 minute pickup, but this is a nice day. I want to go for a drive. I'm going to grab an iced coffee on the way, go get my dinner, come home, relax. Right. I bet you did it all in the time it would take to get like a 10 minute away order from one of those anyways. You nailed it. I was just yeah. building up, right? I'm just building up to the idea that it only took me about 20 to 25 minutes to drive <laughs> to this place. Right. Yeah. Food's fresher, 20- hotter. I, I go in, they're, yeah. they're, like, cause I have the app. The app is telling me, right? Like I pulled into the parking lot with like two minutes before they're going to be ready for it to be picked up. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they've wrapped the thing up, I go in, I'm like, thanks, right? Take a nice leisurely drive back home. Took me yeah. all of, I, I actually got home and was upset because I was like, well, this was supposed to take longer. Yeah. Like yeah. I wanted to, whatever, right? Like, so, yeah. um, and it was it was one of those things where once I made the decision that I'm going to drive, I'm driving to a mom and pop shop that's not on the Uber Eats because I'm too far from it. Yeah. But like I know these places from when I, I either lived in that area or worked in that area and I know they exist. So why don't I just 
broaden my horizons. And that's one of the things like on the pickup side of that stuff, like go in the app. It's fine. Whatever. They did recently find the pickup and then go to the website of the company. Yeah. A lot of from there. A lot of companies are now doing their own pickup orders through their own websites. Like I used Lancaster Smokehouse, which is a barbecue place in Waterloo that I quite like. And I used their own app to schedule a pickup. I, you know, like I didn't use one of those Ubers or whatever. And it was awesome. Like, and I feel better about that. They're a local business. They're bigger local business, but they're still local. Um, no, and that's exactly right. That's that you nailed it, right? Like, if you want to find the places and through Uber and Skip and stuff, go through the pickup. Like, mm-hmm. first things first, folks. Like, forget the delivery side of things, right? Let's just that's summer. Spring is here. Summer's here. Like, why? Why would you, right? Unless yeah. it's like midnight. Are you feeling and you're drunk, trapped? Right? Are like, you feeling if trapped? If, yeah. If, yeah. If, unless you just can't drive for sure. those reasons, that then obviously yeah. do the responsible thing. Yeah. But like, if you. Like make the make the trek, man. It's time to get out. Like it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um and, and it's just one, yeah, why not? Like I, I think it makes more sense. One, yeah, I love the idea of go to their website, find find the local guys that way, do it direct. Um do honestly, it for the you food. don't even and I'll tell you something, you don't even have to go that far. Right? Like you can just walk in these places. Like people forget. Right? <laughs> people forget this part. You can just park your car, walk in, and say, "Hey, Becky, um, I would like these things." Yeah, and like I'll be back, I guess, in like fifteen minutes. You can, you can, and that's fine too. It's a great time to go get some gas in the car, get a car wash, maybe. Um, (laughs) Like you know, yeah, like you you got to do those things, right? Like, yeah, pick up a lotto ticket. That'll kill two minutes, and then you go back, get your food, and you're done. We're not recommending like uh, not obeying the stay at home order. Like we're just saying, like if you're gonna do one of use one of the like, just think about the service you're using, and if if there's a way that you can advance, like take advantage of the situation by and do better for the owners yeah, and yourself, yeah. right? Like, and like if not... you love local businesses and if you like food enough to order from them, you're also doing a disservice on the food quality. A lot of our favorite foods aren't meant to steam after being ordered, right? Like right. you're like like let's imagine your oh, order. We've talked is about this, right? Haven't chicken we, fingers and French fries. Okay, let's imagine yeah. you order chicken fingers. No, and no, French but fries. John, we talked about this. I think a, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, where yeah. where now they've made me start assembling my own shit at home. Yes, yeah, right. Because like the, I, this yeah. happened. This uh, Jack Astor's specifically. Shout out Jack Astor's. You want to sponsor? Go ahead. I don't mind. <laughs> um, you guys are fine uh, for the most part. But, but like they adapted, right? Like a year ago, you order stuff from like you order wings from them, and like you wanted them like you know hot and tossed, and they'd come soggy. Yeah. Uh, you you order hot wings now, they're not tossing them for you, even if you fucking want them that way. They're like, here it is. Feel free to do it at home when it arrives, right? Because yeah. they understand, right? Uh, same know. with like their pan bread. It used to show up done, and now it's like, here's the butter. Literally has instructions, John. Of, like put this <laughs> in the microwave for 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Let it let it melt up right. Like if you put it in there for ten seconds, you're gonna have softened butter, and that's not what we want. We want melted butter, right? Yeah. It's like they're learning because yeah, but it, it all I'm comes having, back on them. Yeah, what the hell am I doing? Right? Like yeah. I am now paying for mm. delivery of a food that I'm having. Why the hell didn't I just cook in the first place? I mean, there's that argument too, of right? Course. Like I, I could have boiled some pasta in this time. Mm-hmm. 
right? Like if there was going to be work involved, I should have did it myself. And uh, like it's yeah. go to a farmer's market, really support local. <laughs> <laughs> I know, okay, that's being facetious okay. and all, but like you could, right? You could. Point of this the episode is just there. make your own fucking food by <laughs> deep fryer. Yeah, right. Um, like, no, but like, you know, like let's say you order like a, I don't know, a clubhouse sandwich and then it gets put in a plastic container with a plastic lid and steams the whole time. How's your bread going to be? It's going to be soggy. Like there's no good way. So if you pick it up yourself, you'll save 15 minutes of steaming at least probably. I have an example of going in and ordering at the works. Which is a chain, I'll admit. But uh, I ordered at the yeah. works, went in by self, right? Mm-hmm. That's not entirely close. I live in downtown Kitchener. That's in right. uptown, I guess. So, But I made the drive. It was like maybe 10 minutes tops. Even the, the woman who was working like, uh, she might have been a server at one point, right? Um, working, the this was in the in winter, um, was like totally changed her opinion of me. Even when she realized I wasn't working for one of those services, there was like a little sign that says like, please wait up here. Right. She's like, oh, you don't have yep. to go wait up there. That's for drivers. They're too pushy. Exactly. Otherwise, like they're all yeah. going to stand at my counter and I'm not going to be able to get anything done. Yeah. Said, yeah. They just keep shouting at their number and waiting for it. Yeah. And then she started telling me about how she watches them sit in their cars for 15 minutes after they pick up the orders or don't pick up the orders when they're ready, sit in their cars while they talk on the phone before they pick up the order. And she's like, we, mm-hmm. you know, like from her perspective, she's not like, e- it's not even that John, you know what sometimes they're doing? They're gaming that system so that they can pick up yeah. another order on the way. That's right. That's right. Which screws you even more, right? Because you it's get a, even colder. Yeah. It used to be, you know, Jimmy was 45 minutes away, but all of a sudden now Jimmy's going to make another fucking stop on the way. Right. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You're when right. did he find time for that? So, so she's like talking about how it, it falls back on the restaurant. When that stuff happens, when the food quality is not greater, when it's cold, who gets the hit? So I have a quote or a tweet here. I guess this is a quote from that chef from Edmonton. Um, this is a tweet that he did in March. Imagine if you came to my restaurant and my cook overdid your steak. Our servers took it back, made you a new one, and then charged you for both. Would you blow a gasket? Why is this? Why is it when your business screws up, I'm the one who has to pay for the repair service twice? So he's talking specifically about delivery services, right? Like who's accountable yeah. for those items? I, and I think that's where the they they all pushed back with, well, you should figure out how to package it. Like you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they even make the drivers buy their own insulated branded bags. You're it's not probably like, right. Like Uber and Skip aren't exactly telling these drivers, well, here's an insulated bag. We're going to give you. Thank you. I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know what will make your life easier and people will like you more as a delivery guy if the food comes warm. Yeah. Give us $15 and we'll send you this black bag that's got our logo on it, which yeah. they should have fucking given you for free anyways. And the rating system of the drivers. So I'm mm-hmm. not trying to like ruin drivers' livelihood. But I know a little bit about it. My brother-in-law was has done some delivery, so I can tell you yeah. that he averages. He says that like you can average over twenty dollars an hour. So yeah. at least I know that they're not like that. They're making a fair enough wage. Uh, side Listen, note: they can, and yeah. I think one of the the it's all fine and relative. Some of them get tipped, some of them don't. Some of them do their job, some of them don't. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think Uber's got a better system. To kind of a let me like revisit my tip, you know what I mean? I appreciate uh, that quite a lot. I do. Skip does not give me that option. No. Um, because generally, I got to let them know that like this guy was. But 
I'll also say this. Brought one I'll fucking al- meal, five dollars. I'll also say this though. Skip generally has better drivers than Uber. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know. It's usually the same guy. I'm sure it's the same <laughs> guy who uses. But it's yeah. something about the way Skip does the quality control on their drivers. Okay. That I think is a lot mm. more stringent. Those guys just seem to follow directions a little bit more. Oh, okay. Um, and the Uber guys sometimes do or don't. The Uber guys like to play with me because they've got the ability to text me and call me, right? So, so they'll skip. Say, right? Or DoorDash, well, I mean. Yeah, yeah, Skip doesn't really... I've never seen Skip bug me like that, right? Skip's always like, this guy's kind of coming or he's on his way, you know. Because um, <laughs> I've got very strict... i got rules, man. Here's yeah. my buzzer. Here's my yeah. sweet number. Knock on the fucking door and walk away, bro. Like, I don't want to see you right now during this pandemic. I have and, so many issues like, with the fact that they don't read... Are they reading the instructions that I'm putting? Like, honestly, reading the instructions alone solidifies your, your tip as the driver. If, cause like you're, like, uh, we've talked about it and my, my opinion is, okay, the driver's not responsible to check the order. That's not really his thing. His responsibility is to pick it up and bring it here in a timely manner and drop it off in a fucking safe manner and nothing better spilled around. Nothing like that kind of shit, right? Yeah. I don't want to see bags open. I don't want to see fries missing. All that crap. That's your the, job. Yeah. You on do the floor that well. Of his car. Yeah. Right, you do that well, driver. You keep your tip. After that, it's on the restaurant. Did you do your job right? Right? Yeah. Did you get all the food in this thing? I um, think accuracy should right? be part of the driver's job too. No, and I, yeah, well, we had that talk, right? That, yeah. that we got to contact yeah. us, guys. I I can write this policy for you, but I'm not doing it for fucking free. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a simple one. It's a simple one. It's a simple one. It's literally the same thing that they do in the grocery app where they're like, buddy, I'm at the store right now. They don't have the cheese you want. Do you want this cheese instead? Right? Yeah. Like it would not be hard for them to be like, yo, I'm at the restaurant. Ah, they actually don't have like any tomatoes. Would you, so here's your options. What do you want me to do right now? I got, you got five minutes to fucking decide before I'm bringing this bag right to you. Right? Like, I'll tip you, I'll tip you more for that kind of service for sure. Right? Like, yeah, that's just in the, like, I think I just gave away the policy update for free, but whatever. I can write it better. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but like we do that right that's fine but so so that's for me it's like just get that part done like yeah. don't text me and be like i'm on my way meet me in the lobby that's not what i told you to do man yeah i don't care how many more deliveries you have you know what the reason you are delivering is because 90 percent of the reason i didn't leave my home and go get the food was just because i didn't want to get in the elevator can i tell you a pet peeve right. of mine that maybe you'll understand but not everyone listening right, right? Once I'm past the elevator, John, I will do anything. Yeah. Right? Like it's like if I'm if I'm 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 on the top floor, right? I got there's 15 floors in my building and I'm on the top floor. Okay. So it's a decision that I have to make of like I'm I'm going to the parking garage, right? Yeah. There's nothing I hate more than like leaving my phone behind or my wallet behind and I need it. And it's like mm-hmm. fuck, right? Like <laughs> Yeah, I wish I was on the third floor sometimes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm on the ground as we know. Yeah, Can so I, it should here's a pet even be I a decision have. for you, man. You should always be out and about picking things up. Well, I have to. It, there's oh, okay. Uh, just uh, just hop over the balcony and just go for your walk and pick it up. Um, a pet peeve of mine is when not everyone will get this. Homeowners won't get this, but when they don't buzz and they just sh- like drop it on the floor and you look and there it is. That's a pet peeve. I don't care if the door is wide open. I still kind of want you to, no, buzz you gotta knock. to let me you gotta know. You got to do something. You got to knock or do something. I don't want right? you in my building without me letting you know that it's okay. Like, oh, I'm I okay want with that. that. Expectation. I'm I don't okay with like that it. because no, because 
Like my building, there's it's one of those sliding thingy. So it's like if somebody was leaving or somebody was coming anyways, the door slid open and like four or five people may cross this way or that. There's security yeah. on site, right? So I'm security's going to see the guy walking with the skip bag. And he's, security's watching him in the elevator and shit. And if he doesn't like drop the food off and come back, security's going to be like, what the fuck are you still doing here, bro? So mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. But the That's thing not... is, you, you gotta, you gotta be forceful with the knock on the door. Plus, the mm-hmm. app just told me, the app just told me that you're a minute away. So if you don't buzz, it's not a huge mystery. But the anxiety builds, John. The anxiety builds like a motherfucker because I, if you don't buzz me, I don't, and it says like the food has come. Mm-hmm. I get really, I've been burned here before, right? Where there was a dude in the lobby and he was just like, yeah, that's my order. Just took it because like they didn't do that part of the quality. Like you're not getting your tip. Nobody's getting anything. I'm mad, right? Like yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, and that's something that these just problems... happens with these apps only. And yeah. would not happen if you, if I had just gotten off my ass, take it. And you know why? Like, you know why I'm extra angry in that moment? It's because you didn't, you didn't get off your ass. No, because I, I <laughs> well, at this point I've taken the elevator to come to the lobby. Haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. To come and see where the hell is my food. So now you've yeah. made me do the thing that I was the only reason. <laughs> so that's what pisses me off the most. It's like, fuck, bro. I'm already on the first floor now. I'm using my fucking North American right to be lazy as shit. And you're making me have to move. That's the whole point is like, my these parents apps can't work in like. Didn't in- immigrate yeah. <laughs> from <Yeah>. India <laughs> all the way here. For me to not like get my food to the door the way I asked. There's like, there's got to be. They wanted me to have shitty food delivery, John. They would (laughs) have just stayed in India. Yeah, exactly. I, there has to be, (laughs) there these apps can't be successful in other, other countries or continents, right? Like, I I believe they are in Taiwan. You think like the people are like, but they also just pay the eight bucks. They have their local guys. (laughs) They do, but I, I, it's not on our level. Right. Like yeah, I imagine yeah. it's nowhere near like the traffic they get in North America. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. you think in like in the States, a, a, apparently like a man and cause nothing's close in America either. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like some of these things are like, let me get on the interstate to pick up your meal. <laughs> like it's, it's not wow. everything there is built so far apart from one another. Like it's one of the weird things about the States. You can live in a city in a town, but it's like the other part of the city in the town might be like a good 10 miles from you. And, it's such a luxury that we're bitching about. Oh but, my goodness. Uh, you know, like I'm just, I mean, we don't have to just yeah. contact business manager at CYCD. <laughs> That's not a real email address. <laughs> no, not yet. No, that's how he gets away with it. So, uh, um, there's like things that are available, like to save you money, you can have like the zero delivery fee, but it's still. Like the, the websites are still winning there because they're making a subscription charge. Like you can get Disney plus for less money a month than you can get save your fucking Uber eats delivery fee. That's yeah, crazy. All right. Imagine having like a Uber eats pass. Yeah. Well, the they point, have like, no, yeah. no, that, but that's what I mean. Like imagine huh. having it though, like actually paying for it to the point yeah. where you're like, I am, I am pillaging restaurants on a <sighs> weekly yeah. daily basis. Even, yeah. um, Right, like I don't know. You can there has been some political. Want, some politics have entered into the scene. Like I guess, like Doug Ford, our premier, has called for some action. Um, they've reduced some fees, so like they're only charging restaurants seven and a half percent if you use their website, but they still require like a delivery service. Right. Um, 
They're doing, if you use their app to do pickup, it's free for the restaurant now. That's good. So there are some things that they're trying to do because uh, they're big bullies. Like they know restaurants need them, but they in a way need restaurants too. Cause if all these restaurants close, then they don't have a service. So they, there has to be a, like a ground that's acceptable. Yeah. They say they can't survive if they lower their service fees from less than 30%. I, I, it's not something I believe. That isn't um, something I believe. Right. Like I don't believe that because it's like you're, the revenue, you could, you could make that argument when like you only had like McDonald's and maybe like one other thing. Like remember the early, early days when you'd open those apps and you only had like four options. Yeah. 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 Okay. Maybe then it did make sense. You need 30% because you're investing. But I think the scale is something that people like. It's the same argument you could have made about like building out the telecom, like cell phone and cable internet infrastructure in the late 90s. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you, you may need to pay a bit more because, but guess what? All that shit's done now. So like now when it's only costing you pennies on the gigabit, what are you fucking charging me for, man? Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense anymore. Like at this point, it's like also you've got hundreds upon thousands upon thousands of restaurants in there, which means you've probably got hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of thousands of new customers that you didn't have before. So you're yeah. also making a shit ton, right? Like at a certain point, you should be able to make a 10% flat across the board and be making more money than you ever made at 30% in the early years. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I mean, you know, it's government. Do you want it? Right. Like, I don't know. It's a whole argument of like, <laughs> yeah. people are like more comfortable having the government tell Uber Eats how much they can charge, but not comfortable with tell, having them like tell them to put a mask on. Yeah. Right. Talking about these delivery services, this episode of Can You Confirm That is brought to you by HelloFresh. Uh, you can get $80, $80 off um, your first three orders in combination uh, when you use the promo code Can You Confirm That? Oh no no no! It's the the the. I forgot to tell you, man. I forgot to tell you. We updated the code. The code is actually CYCT Pod. Oh, CYCT Pod. Yeah, okay, they said so there was too many characters the first time, so we had to. HelloFresh.ca slash CYCT Pod to get uh, fifty dollars off your first box, twenty dollars off your second, and ten dollars off your third. Um, oh, damn! Which is why we're not. That. Yeah, which is why we're not uh, shitting on um, HelloFresh orders. Well, <laughs> Just, hey. Well, you know what I know about these guys at HelloFresh? <laughs> what? Well, HelloFresh works with your local farmers. Oh, here we go. Yeah. To get local ingredients into the box, bringing them fresh to your door with no soggy bread, with no condensation, with no rude drivers. These guys are here to get you the ingredients you need to make the meal you want. Tonight with HelloFresh, yeah. promo code CYCTPod. <laughs> Don't like eating meat? That's okay. There is a vegetarian option at the same cost per serving. $4.92 per serving as the meat and veggies one. Hello, fresh. Sounds fresh to me, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Not back a sponsor. <laughs> now back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Maybe Not they didn't. Maybe they did. I'm Maybe never they know. will someday. Who knows? Maybe they were like, we will, but we don't want anyone to know. And we're like, don't worry. We saw the community episode with KFC. We know how to yeah. do this. Yeah. We can do this, Sly. So that was pretty good for our first promo read, though, I think. <laughs> yeah, even if it wasn't a real one. 
Mm, and was it? Was it not? Well, never. No. I, I don't know. Man, was, be, I think we have to be. I don't think we do. I think no. at some point it's like somebody just hears it and they're like, "Oh shit, do we owe those guys money?" <laughs> I mean, we have to legally. I think, remember that, that happened that. a few weeks ago. I'm not kidding. I forgot to tell you. Oh. Yeah, who yeah. thinks who thinks they owe us money? Because they do. Uh, it was the Megan Margo Foundation sent us a check. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, they liked our stance. They liked our stance. Jeez, eh, Prince Philip, gone too soon, man. Gone too soon. I'm, they always take him young. Barely got to enjoy <laughs> his retirement years. That's the yeah. worst part about it to me. I mean, I'm not making fun of the, the loss of. No, oh, imagine Philip. working so hard, like shaking hands and uncovering plaques for all your life, and then you finally get to retire. From all that, you know, backbreaking labor. Um, and man, four years, that's barely anything. Can I ask you about that? Why was he not King Philip? Yeah, because uh, he's just a consort. He's not. He's he not married the queen, right? Is that Why doesn't he get king if he marries the queen? What's the deal there? Um, there's a whole thing there about why. <laughs> I don't have the time. I don't need, he like, wasn't I got blood, a, right? I got a glass of water. No, he's, act, he's actually more royal. Oh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, this is one of the things I do know. Ooh, there you go. Tell me, me, let's put the, I don't I don't let's put the glass down. Uh, Prince <laughs> Philip is actually, Prince Philip is actually more royal, uh, in that he's got royal blood on both his mother and his father's side, mm. uh, whereas Elizabeth, and, yeah, technically, um, <laughs> actually, you know what? I got a funny story there too. Um, and so Elizabeth is actually, I think, just on their father's side, right? Or okay. on their mother's side, one of the two. So she's actually less royal, if you will. Um, I know, but Ooh. Prince Philip was actually like part of the, yeah, I think it was the, he was too royal. Like the inbred family was kind of like annexed a bit. Oh, um, too royal. I believe. Yeah. Cause it was one of those times where like the, the, the royal family stretched beyond England. So it was like even the French and the Spains and all of, so he was, I think Austrian or something. I watched episode three right? of too royal like on TLC last week. No way. I should watch the crown. I'd know more about this stuff right now. I probably, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, but. <clears throat> I don't know, Prince Philip. He he was an interesting dude in the sense that, like, listen, I'm not going to hold, like, racism and all. Like, these guy's a hundred, right? Like, I'm sure he evolved over time at some point on his sure. views. Sure. Uh, okay. Okay. Right? Like, whatever. I don't have time to litigate that stuff. Um, But it just seemed, it was, it. was he seemed like a foot and mouth guy from the beginning. Okay. Which is, like, one of those things that is just, like, it's interesting that he got to exist for 70 years anyways, like, alongside the public image of, like, he was constantly like, what's he going to say or do next, right? Like, and it's like, right. okay. And then you contrast that against the queen who is just like, goodness gracious, like don't fucking breathe incorrectly. Like the pattern around her is one breath in, two breaths out, right? Like it's, jeez. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting, like. Yeah. I mean, they're human, right? Like that's what always gets me about the monarchy is appeal. I was just like. No one actually, the reason these people are of royal blood is because there was enough people around at the very, very beginning to believe the story that somebody fucking pitched of like, yo, our family uh, has like royal blood and no one else questioned it. And eventually like centuries go by and it's like, yeah, we got a lot of jewelry now, right? Like it's just. (laughs) Speaking of incest. Everybody had, (laughs) right? Like, well, because everything. Right, like everything <laughs> in in existence was created, right? No, no, like I, all concepts I were created, right? So, like, yeah. someone created the idea of monarchies. Someone sat down and was like, "You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? What? I think I'm just going to get up in front of the village and be like, I rule you guys now.' 
Yeah. And somebody was like, well, has anybody done that before? I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get this from? You know that game we just like, in, like we've been playing that chess <laughs> thing, right? Like, yeah. what is a king really, right? I think I'm going to beat, I'm going to try to do that. And <laughs> they that's made chess it. after, yeah. Oh, <laughs> or before. And chess came before. It inspired the whole monarchy. <laughs> um, well, sp- I was going to say, speaking of incest, Adam and Eve had three sons, right? I don't want to piss anyone off here. Okay. But they had three sons. Well, you don't have girls in that situation. Well, what happened then? How did we continue? I'm not going to get into a theology thing right now. <laughs> this is, you can you take look- this on to your limited, like, this is for your spinoff pod that you're doing. I know. <laughs> not, Guys, look I'm, for the eight part Jesus Talks with John. Jesus Talks, yeah. Well, Jesus Talks with John. Yeah. Um, brought to you by CYCT Pod. I am, I'm asking deep questions like which one We're of just, the sons? We just have to close deals with the 700 Club for sponsorship and then that thing's ready to go. But once that happens, we're up and running. <laughs> Remind me to do an like an episode on like uh, those um, like pastors or the angelical like spearheads who just yeah. profit off of the poor. I um, thought you had Pat uh, as like your co-host on that one. I would love no? that. Would be so cool. Can you imagine? Yeah. He's still got jokes. So, yeah. How does, He's got um, funny tales. He tells you some good stories. Completely unrelated. Did you get any, like, uh, bussy uh, stuff on your... Remember we talked about that? What? <laughs> Do you remember you saying... Oh, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm the editor. How I so get, like, things on my phone yeah. like, weeks after we talked about it? Okay. So yeah. And we talked about what? <laughs> I tried to get your phone to, like, start giving you bussy... Uh, recommendations oh don't make me keep saying it or you're gonna be screwed no i was gonna say what are you saying though oh you know what b-u-s-s-y is right gross oh okay i was like the other shit's always there <laughs> like i don't know when you needed to help with that algorithm but okay <laughs> uh no not that hasn't happened yet i think that algorithm's been running for longer than we've been friends i feel like <laughs> since the dawn of time <laughs> well, your personal porn recommendations. I mean. Adam and Eve and Steve. <laughs> Adam and Eve and Steve. Steve is the taker. <laughs> it was like two girls and a guy in a pizza place, though. But it was like the <laughs> biblical version. Oh man. oh, man. Steve was also played by Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. So Adam is the cuck in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, we're making friends today, aren't we? I mean... <laughs> Wasn't that one of the, the, the gospel of, never, I'm not even. It wasn't a snake in the garden, it was a bull. <laughs> a little cock humor for you guys. Okay? That's good. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Fucking saw red. Oh, we are getting in trouble. I'm sorry. I want to say sorry. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even open that door, right? That was all you. <laughs> I don't even know where we're going with that. All of a sudden, you've got like Eve being uh, cucked out to a fucking bull in the garden. I, you know, that's a that's a yeah, that's a story for another time. I think. Um. So, uh, so you ever been to Eden? It's a club in Vegas. No, no. We'll see some interesting things. I bet. Um. What do we want to talk about? The thing that we have planned that we want to see if people want to join us on. Do you want to talk about that at all? Well, maybe and maybe not. Here's here's what well I I've got an idea. Why don't we just do an update? 
I'll yeah. give you some updates. You tell me what you've seen. We don't want to get into any analysis. So I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay. Okay. I don't want to get into more than like one sentence of like initial because we're going to have the long debate. We're going to have the long chat mm-hmm. and we're talking audience about something that's near and dear to my heart. And John could give a fuck less about. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's true. A hundred percent. Listen, no, I'm this, for this you. Is, Listen, I let you rip into Kurt Cobain and I just sat back and took it and didn't say shit, right? I think the one thing you owe me is like me letting you possibly broaden your horizons. I know, I know this is going to be tough. I know because film and you, you guys have an interesting relationship. Okay. I love it. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get somewhere with this. Um, I'm just going to have to work my ass off to not get like infuriated at like every fucking comment you have. Because I know they're, I know you're just going out of your way to be like, this will piss him off, right? <laughs> That's not true, no. And like for me, I'm just like, well, hold on. But, um, folks, in a couple of weeks, the Oscars are around the corner. Yeah, it's a big are. time in the world film. It's, and I'm gonna give the preamble, John, on why I think this is one of the more interesting Oscars we'll have ever have witnessed. Hmm. Um, or what I should say is, with two weeks to go. Why this could be one of the more interesting Oscars for anyone to witness. Okay. It's very simple. Two Oscars. There we go. Throwback for that one. Who remembers that? Yeah, right. The early stands. Um, so, so one of the most things we got two weeks to go. And one of the great things that you can do prior to this Oscars is something you've never really had the option to do before, which is say, which is say, I, I've seen these, right? <laughs> I've actually fucking seen these movies, right? Like, that's not something that we've always had the opportunity or the luxury to do. No. Maybe, you know, once in a while, something like A Return of the King got nominated or A Black Panther got nominated, and you could be like, yeah, I saw that, because that came not out in the six last months 20 ago. years at least, right? Right? Well, no, Black and Panther was recent. It was nominated for Best Picture. I mean, like 20 years ago, we had more opportunity to see those films than we do now. No, not even, right? Because now you started to see a Black Panther get nominated or a Lord of the Rings, and you can be like, yeah, I saw that in the summer. But mm-hmm. almost always it's been, did you see that movie that came out on a limited release date on Christmas? You're right. Okay. Yeah. It's always been like that, eh? If you didn't catch it on Christmas, like, it's got to be December. Like, it would be, because the window was November to February. You had to find a window between November to February to have had your film in cinemas. It's very rare that it's like an early year film. Right. It's very rare. Like it would have to be, had been something that was just so good. Um, generally something that like, like a when Harry met Sally mm-hmm. was never, was just one of those things where people were like, we have a good movie on our hands. Let's release it. And it comes out and people are like, whoa, you sometimes get that with like a September, October movie. It's like usually like the end of the summer. It's too early to put it out for the Oscars. But it was like a good movie, but maybe like, like the studio doesn't believe in it, but then the audience does. And then the audience runs with it. And then all of a sudden you see it nominated. You see that sometimes, but generally it's what did it do at the festival circuit? Right? Did it win con? Um, what? Because how often in our history have we seen this movie is nominated for best picture and the Oscars are in generally always were near the end of February. But this movie may have only run for one week in limited release, uh, like February 2nd. 
but somehow got nominated. Why? Because the screeners were running around. Everybody at the Academy is watching the screener for this movie that's not coming out for a couple, six, seven, eight, nine weeks. Yeah. But they've all seen the screener and they've all seen the ads in the Hollywood Reporter and N Variety. The billboards around town are telling them, you know, consider this fucking thing. Yeah. So they do and they watch it and then they nominate it. And then we're sitting at home going, well, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> who, who's, who's seen this yet? Yeah. And you literally just like on the night of the Oscars when it's like possibly winning something is when the commercial comes out for like in limited release and nationwide in like three more weeks. It's like, yeah. well, it's not even nationwide yet. How the hell did this thing win? Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. happened forever. But here we are. Thanks to a pandemic. <laughs> you've got almost every single one of these movies is available to you. Yeah. For free, almost. If you're paying for like a Prime subscription, a Disney subscription, a Netflix, you've most likely got this movie around. There's only a couple that aren't, which, listen, like you can find them. It's not like you have to wait for them to eventually get to a limited. They're on demand. Where can I go to catch up? Okay, tell me where I need to go. I watched Nomad Land on Disney on, Plus perfect. yesterday. That's one of the only ones that you'll find from Best Picture on Disney Plus, to be honest. Uh, Netflix, you'll find a couple, right? You're going to find Mank, which is probably what I would say is like if Nomadland can somehow just take director and original screenplay and something else takes best picture, my guess would be Mank right now. Um, so Mank you'll find on Netflix. Uh, Dark Horse Candidate of Trial of the Chicago 7, also on Netflix. Um, I'd have to kind of dig in and tell you where you can find the other ones. Prime, uh, you can find Borat. Uh, and a couple of others there. And the ones that I think you kind of have to do some digging, right? So so for those who want to dig around and maybe either shell out the four or five bucks to rent it or find it on other sources, whatever that might be, uh, things like Minari are, I would say, you got to watch that one. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, for sure. Um, Can I and find those that would anywhere? Be, Judas and the Black Messiah is one of those ones that I, I think you can now pick up on Crave. Oh, okay. Uh, so some of these are those HBO Max ones, which is like in in the states for our HBO, like states friends, you've got it. You already have it. HBO Max is giving it to you. Uh, in, in Canada, it's one of those things where we're kind of waiting for those windows to expire, if you will. Zack uh, Snyder's Justice League on the list at all? <laughs> mm, you know what? To be honest, I believe um, <laughs> he may have been actually put forth for a couple of the technical things. Oh yeah, yeah okay. right. Like, there's always that. There's Here's always the bone, that. right? Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I can, I could also tell you to go watch the Midnight Sky with George Clooney, which is an Oscar nominee and which is on Netflix. But yeah. I would also put that in the second tier of film, uh, saying, you know, okay, if you're interested in kind of getting into like the supporting actor world or not a heavily nominated movie, that's that's one for you. Um, there are a bunch of those out there too. For example, I watched The King of Staten Island. Yeah. Um, and only really because it has a little bit of Golden Globe and Oscar and all that stuff around it. Not a lot. It's not in the big, it's not in any of the big categories, but it's got some recognition here and there. Um, probably for like lighting. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it gave me enough to be like, I'll watch it. Right. So those are there. Um, I think next week we'll, we'll go through the full list of sort of the rundown of the best pictures where we're at. You've seen Nomad Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen Minari. I've seen Staten Island. I'm going to get to Mank. Uh, and I'm getting to uh, Chicago 7 probably in the next couple of days. I feel like I can get to – I've seen Borat. Um, I feel like I can get to the Netflix ones too. Yeah. Um, for sure. And Crave, I can do Crave. 
So we're pretty close. It's kind yeah. of, yeah, you're right. It's pretty it, it's exciting. It's not going to be hard, right? It's not, it's not like we're going to have to trek downtown to the one theater that's showing this thing on a small screen somewhere. I'm not like a, one of those people who doesn't like other film outside of like, like quippy Marvel movies. I, you, I hope you know that, but, um, artsy movie. I'm, I am a little lost sometimes in right. like, using the term loosely artsy film. Uh, art, art. Yeah, my parents used to call them the art film, right? The art, like yeah. for, for the old Bollywood style of things. They would put on these movies once in a while and I'd be like, you know, nine years old running around. And I'd be like, should I sit down for this? And my mom and dad would be like, it's an art film. And an art film was a way to say there's no singing or dancing. Mm-hmm. There's no pratfalls, no jokes. Right. There's not going to be a lot of action. There's just, just going to probably be a couple of people talking really deep about shit, right? Like, Long so shots. Yeah. I'll go run, right? I'll run around and do other things. So like, I get you. Cause some of them a, can be done really well. Some of them cannot be. Right? Sometimes like, here's a music analogy. Like I like pop music a lot, but I like Jake Collier. Do you get that? Yeah. Um, and it's mood based, right? Mm-hmm. Like don't like if I'm going to the gym, uh, on like a Saturday morning and I want to get jazzed up and pumped up, it's not when I'm going to appreciate the new Coldplay album the most. Yeah. But Thursday night, like half bottle wine. Yeah, okay, this might be sure. the time for it, right? Like, yeah. there is time and place for that stuff, too. Yeah, I I don't mind. Which is, like, yeah, which is why I think it's going to be hard this year for a lot of people to get into a lot of these dramatic movies, because mm-hmm. it's not the year, right? Like, it's it's just, give me, give me a year of Biden as president without a pandemic, and then maybe yeah. I'll be in a place where, like, I kind of need something <laughs> to bring me down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think that that's a really good point, is like, yeah. It's harder to watch those because I just want to like, there's a lot of me that like, likes the Mighty Ducks because I can laugh at it. Or, uh, you yeah. know what came out this weekend? Thunder Force, uh, which is, uh, Melissa right. McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, uh, with superpowers, which is a mm-hmm. ridiculous idea. Dumb. Yeah. But, but it's okay. It's also not aiming to be artistic, like. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, it's not aiming to be art, right? Uh, I don't even think they were aiming for an MTV award. You know? <laughs> it's like they were just like, making a movie. Jason Bateman plays a guy who was bit in the dick by a radioactive crab and has crab hands. Okay. Which is terrible writing. It, right? You'd think he would just get crabs. But he, but he's great. I mean, he's funny. He's hilarious in it. Still. Yeah, of course. He's Jason yeah. Bateman. Um, no, we have like, fun. as much as I want to dislike Melissa McCarthy movies, she's funny, man. I can't deny that she makes me laugh. Okay, I love I love Melissa McCarthy and I love her husband Ben. Yeah, Ben. Uh, but I'm going to be a little honest. I don't know if I love when they work together. Oh, okay, okay. Generally, I I find her I enjoy her more when she does stuff with like Paul Feige. Sure. Right, or like other directors and stuff, and it's just their stuff. It's cute and whatever, but it doesn't do it for me as much as like when she's out doing that stuff and him too, yeah. like when he does stuff. But I, I can understand the urge to be like, hey, let's work together as much as we can, right? Like I, I um, sure, and it's not sure. trash, right? That's they would be worse if it was trash, right? Yeah. But it's not, so that's fine. Like as much as I didn't want to laugh at some of the parts, like yeah, mm-hmm. I laughed at that movie enough that it was like, oh, hey, you know what? That was an entertaining yeah. two hours. Okay. So the 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 Academy totally missed the mark, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, Thunder Force should have been nominated for sure. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be fun. No. 
Oh yeah. Uh, so I think the one that you and me are probably going to enjoy the most, and I'm kind of waiting for the end. It's probably Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Um, I just think that's one of those ones that, like, you know, if you like Black Klansmen, you like those kinds of movies, like you're gonna probably like this one. Um, hmm. and I'm kind of leaving it as the one. And I think Mank is the one that's supposed to make me laugh the most, and I'm looking forward to that. Right? Like, it's supposed to have funny moments. Yeah. The one thing that concerned me about it, though, was that Gary Oldman said, like, he had the opportunity to go see the movie in England when it opened in, in a theater with like a crowd. Yeah. And when he saw it in the theater with the crowd, he said the movie just worked better. Like the, it was quicker. Uh, the jokes hit the Pratt falls and all that stuff because it's, it's one of those kinds of things. So I'm, I think I'm, that's so true for most. I think a lot right? of this is going to be, yeah, just kind of like, can you put yourself in the zone of like what it should have been like to enjoy this the right time? Uh-huh. I think the film. I think Nolan, obviously, I think right. Christopher Nolan doesn't. He's not wrong. He's like a little obsessed in a weird way about it. But yeah. there's a large part about it that is like, had we all seen Tenet in the way it was not intended to see, mm-hmm. it may have been like received even like right. more indifferently, right? Like, well, film is an extension of theater, which is meant as a group experience, right? So it makes sense that it's harder to enjoy with the ability to pause. Yeah, I mean, think about, that, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, that gives us the opportunity to be distracted. Like, being in a theater gives you, is the only, one of the only places I feel like, like, like most people are going to pay attention in theater now. Like, mo, I, I don't know. I'm definitely not one who would pull out a phone at a theater. I'm sure there are people who still do it, but most people are going to pay attention still. And that's like a, a lug, like a, I don't know, like a thing that we don't get anymore, really, right? It's the thing about being comfortable, being like quiet and with people, right? Yeah. Like the idea of like, can you be alone with someone? And film was one of the first things where it's like you could be like alone and quiet with a sense of community, right? Like we're mm-hmm. all here with the same purpose. We all kind of want to see the same thing. Yeah, a couple of us might be too loud. A couple of us might have hair that's too big, right? Like, there's a few things that always kind of go on in the movie theater, but generally, we're all there. Like, yeah. no one's there out of, like... A group experience, right? right? Like, if you don't want to be there, you're not going to be there, right? That's the idea. No one's ever there, like, with a gun to their head saying, you better be here, right? Hmm. Um, so there's already that. You've got that initial buy-in. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you want to go because you don't want to watch something alone, right? People even... Well, people will go to the theater alone. Because they're not watching it alone. Yeah. Right. Because you, yeah. right? you're not talking to them. Like, but you have that idea of like the group thing. And that's one of the things that like where, where it's caught up, right? Like you see Disney's got it in their thing or Facebook's got the plugins or Netflix has the Chrome extension where watch this stuff with other people yeah. remotely, right? Like group watch or sync watch or whatever you want to do. But generally, like again, the same rules apply. Like Karen, we don't want you talking. Yeah. Like, not everything's a question. Like, why aren't you paying attention? Hold on, we'll pause it, right? Like, that stuff still happens, mm-hmm. but, like, you want to minimize it. But the idea is, like, why are... Okay, so what you're essentially doing is, like, I'm not comfortable putting on this movie and being the only person experiencing it at this moment in time. Like, I need someone else to experience it with me yeah. because what's going to let me down is at the end of the two hours, when it's over... To not have someone to talk to about it will drive someone nuts. Right? So generally that's where, yeah, that's where you, that's why nowadays you're like, Hey, what have you seen? 
is what you've seen is what I might watch right now. So that some mean you have something to talk about. Yeah. Together, and I hope right? you get that from listening to Can You Confirm That. Right. Right. Like the idea of like, watch it, then let's discuss it. Let's, let's talk about it. The community aspect of that, right? Like, hmm. um, there's gotta be, I feel like there's something sociopathic about someone who will sit down to watch something that is like, let's say a cultural thing. Um, right. So I will discount the fact that like, okay, yeah, I sat down to watch like PBS is Hemingway by myself, but I'm also not <laughs> looking for any, cause it's a very niche thing. I don't expect people to watch it with me, right? That kind of thing. Thank but, you. but like, uh, like, uh, for example, like someone who, who can sit down and be like, well, I'm going to watch Bridgerton alone and take in the entire show alone and not discuss it with anyone else. Watch it and move on with my life to the point where years from now someone says, Hey, have you seen Bridgerton? And I say, Yes, that might be the first time I've interacted with anyone about it. That person's like sociopathic to me. I don't know how those people exist, right? Like I can't watch something without at least finding one other person who's seen it. Okay. Like, what did you think? Like, yeah. um, this is what my initial reactions are. I trust your judgment on this. Like I might not act, like I'm not going to ask somebody who hates anime about something that I've watched that is anime. I'm not going to ask somebody sure. who doesn't understand dramas to like, I will go to the person that it is right. Like, yeah. Hey, you're my world war two guy. Did you see this fucking movie about world war two? It's so crazy. Right. Like, and you also get excited um, when you find someone who likes the same stuff. Exactly. You, right? right. And like, cause exactly. And like, for me, it's like, okay, it's the art that's been created. So uh-huh. the idea is like, if I've seen it, it's kind of, and like, and I enjoyed it more importantly, it's kind of my job now to like, make sure for that artist that the most people can see it. Mm-hmm. Right, kind of like the way the audience listens to our pod and is like, "That's some great shit they're putting together." I should I let hope. everybody know about it, right? Like, yeah. I'll, I'm gonna forward this off because do that more often. Why not, audience? <laughs> Don't you get it? It's so easy. It's like, uh, okay, can I? Here's it's a like how like, what Pablo Picasso's friends did for him. <laughs> this is something. This is a little nitpicky, but um, I saw this post like, if your friend owns a owns a fucking like Etsy. If your friend owns an Etsy, you're going to buy scents. If your friend makes uh candles, you're going to buy some candles. If your friend blah, 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 you're going to support their, like support your friend's small business. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, if your friend posts and produces a podcast and it's actually free, fucking download that shit. Oh no, I agree because that one doesn't <laughs> cost okay, what's you that anything. Hurt? Well, I was going to say it doesn't hurt you any. No. Um, but like, there's also a difference here of like, if your friends are good at the podcast, then you do it. Yeah. And if they make shitty candles, then don't buy them from their Etsy store, right? Like, it's pretty simple. <laughs> but if you do to support your friend. Well, listen, if we were making shitty candles, we wouldn't be 40 right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Who fucking cares? Um, Who cares, man? We got that HelloFresh fucking lettuce right now. Yeah, that's it. Let us hey, hey oh, <laughs> damn. So yeah, I keep uh, that green, cold, and crisp. Are you guys interested in the Oscars, though? Here's that question: Are you interested yeah, in the Oscars? Okay. There's always some that are and some that aren't. Are we going to tease this Oscar talk for the next couple weeks? I think. I so. think so. Why don't we come back next week and we'll see what else we've seen, and then uh, we will let people know of where they can join us. Talk and, to us about yeah. the Oscars. What do Maybe you think? Have you seen these movies? Us. Have you seen these uh, nominated for Best Picture films yet? Are you interested in finding out where you can see them? Um, are you interested in talking about them and having that connection? 
I was thinking as you were telling me, imagine every restaurant had a gather account and you like you, you get food from the works and then you log into the gather account and you can hear the table behind you because they're logged into and the table in front of you, you like fucking table seven's talking too loud. You get that you know, real restaurant experience. Funny. No, I pitched that at a restaurant last year, like when the <laughs> pandemic, like the first, like, you know, when the first time the restaurants opened up, I went to a restaurant and I was like, you know what you guys should I be doing? Cause what, what had changed is everybody was there, yeah. but I just wasn't allowed to get up from my table and go talk to someone else at another table. Or I wasn't able to go to the bar and have that little casual conversation you have with someone at the bar, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where it's like, oh, we're we're all here. This whole place is kind of full, um, but none of us are allowed to interact with each other, and that's kind of strange. Yeah. So I was like, the idea is like, why don't we just like, should we not just have a group chat going right now, where it's like table four joins and table two joins and table three joins, and we're all just chatting, and then before you know it, like the girl from table fourteen is hooking up with the guy from table twenty one because like they both have common interests and like. They like each other on Instagram, and this all over <laughs> just happens over two hours at a fucking dinner, guys. Like, there you go. Bring it back. Group um, chats. Are you enjoying our group chat? We have a group chat every Friday. Um, uh, can you confirm that? CYCTPod.ca. Dot com, guy. Oh, dot com. Yeah. The <laughs> dot what CA was what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted that. It was so easy. And you were like, nah, I want dot com. CYCTPod.com. Um... Anyways, I guess this has anyway. been, can you confirm that, right? It has. I can confirm it has been. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, episode 40, okay? Ring that bell. We're pretty proud of getting there. HelloFresh, thank you. Thanks, HelloFresh, for not sponsoring us, as we've said, legally. Uh, Uber, Skip, and the other guys. You yeah. just hit me up if you want us to like take back anything. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Really appreciate it. Make sure to let someone know that you're listening to Can You Confirm That? And uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. See you then. Thanks. Thanks. See ya. Laters.